What's happening my Jacked family? Coach Scott here, jackedat40.com and shreddedafter40.com. Welcome to another episode of the Jacked After 40 podcast. Today I'm joined by one of my coaching clients, Richard Schuler, who is 81 years young in an absolutely phenomenal shape. He is a strong beast of a man. We have a great discussion on how his training has evolved over the decades to keep him in this lifting game for the long term, for a lifetime, continuing to progress in a variety of different ways. We also talk about how he had to modify his training during this past 18 months training from home. We talk about his nutrition strategies, how they have evolved over the years. Um, just a phenomenal discussion. Richard is an incredibly knowledgeable guy. I have learned a lot from him as well. He's got a great website, Midlife Hard Body, and has also published several books. You can find them on Amazon.com. His bestseller is Powerlifting Over 50. You are going to pull some golden nuggets from today's podcast and just have a blast listening to it. I'm looking forward to hearing your feedback and insights. So be sure to drop a comment down below and do us a favor and smash that thumbs up button. We'd really appreciate it. If you know a fellow bro who would benefit from listening to today's podcast, do me a favor and share it with them. Let's get to it. All right, Richard. So uh, we've been we've been uh, working together for a good, I'd say, I think it's been about 13 years or so. At least a dozen years. Yeah, at least a dozen years. Yeah, uh, it's been yeah. great getting to, to know you. I, I've actually learned a lot from you through this process, especially with you having the powerlifting background. Uh, I remember when you came to visit me, I don't know, 10 years ago or something. The first time you came down here, we recorded a bunch of workout videos. You introduced me to band training, uh, resistance <laughs> bands. And that was yeah. a blast, like incorporating that into my workout. Oh, yeah. So it's mm -hmm. been a great evolution, like learning from each other throughout this, uh, this exactly. process yeah. here. Yeah. And, it, and it's been fun seeing how your physique has even transformed over these past few years. Honestly, I think the past five years, you look better than you, you did oh, yeah. 15 years I, ago or, or yeah, so like absolutely. leaner, leaner. I mean, you've always been in good shape, but I think like you've even made more leanness, more of a priority uh, during, right, during right. the past yeah, few years correct. than normal. So I, I just want to know like what kind of, uh, like, I know I hear from a lot of other guys, they say like, over 40, over 50, it's more or less training is less, less about vanity and more about just living for health. So are you still training for vanity? Do you still like to look oh, good? Sure. You still want to hey, look well, good for the beach and all that? Well, absolutely. Come on. You know, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm 81. I still want to look good because I feel great. And um, yeah, you mentioned that I've gotten leaner over the last few years. And I think one of the things that I took away from, from working with you is one day, I forget when it was, I just said, what the heck, you know, I'm competing at 181. I may as well go back and compete at 163. <laughs> you know, th those are, yeah. And I said, okay, sure, why not? It was just, a, sure. So I, you know, I cut down to, uh, to one six, actually I overshot it. I went down to 157, you know, I'm five foot 10. So this is, uh, um, yeah. And, you know, I enjoy looking good. I enjoy nice clothes and things like that. Yeah. I mean, there's no question that regardless of your age, you want to look your best. And, uh, certainly that's part, that's been part of my, uh, my shtick. Um, Absolutely. I love it. I love it. That's, that's key. And, and like you're, you're not sacrificing leanness for strength. Like you still had fantastic strength in your deadlift. I mean, you've, you've still, you've been competing in recent years uh, right. in powerlifting. Right. So like your oh, yeah. squat, your squat, your deadlift, your bench pressing, it's all impressive, 
in spite of like how light you are and your age. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's my oh, yeah. <clears throat> Well, yeah. And see, that's, what's cool. You get to play, you get to play these games like you were, like you were a kid, but uh, you know, I mean, as far as national U S national level, yeah, I'm, I'm right up there as far as, you know, the best in my age and weight group. So uh, um, yeah, again, it, I just enjoy the process and I've been, I've been lifting weights since 1955. <laughs> yeah, they, they did have electric lights then and, and uh, you know, the stuff like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's always been something I've enjoyed doing. You know, enjoy the process. Not, uh, it's not um, strictly goals like, you know, uh, but it's, you know, I love the process. I look forward to working out. I know you do too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. when I've been around you, it's sort of like you're champing at the bit. It's time to hit the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. That it is, I mean, that's, this is the way it should be looking forward to your workouts, looking forward to right, your training. Right. It, it enhances all aspects of your life, enhances really your mood. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So it's, and it's great to see like, again, how your, your training has evolved over the years, like from like a strictly like very powerlifting focus to incorporating some more bodybuilding type movements, other like functional training type movements. Um, one other thing I'm curious about in regards to, cause I see a lot of people setting goals, um, building muscle after 40, getting stronger after 40, like it's finite. <laughs> like we can't continue no, to get yeah. stronger and stronger. I think like in powerlifting specifically, you've competed for decades in that. I think there's a reason why they have age categories. Like, like people, they, they, they assume that you can progressively get stronger and stronger. You should always progressive overload, progressive resistance should be your goal for life. And that's, I don't, we can't continue to get stronger and stronger and stronger. Otherwise, I think you competing over 80 would, should be stronger than the guys in their 20s right now. And <laughs> that's what happens when, when you plot the line that way. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, on a pound for pound basis. Uh, I'm really, really good at, at my age, but, you know, not this, nearly the same as I was in my 20s or you know, forties or, you know, even sixties. Um, but geez, you know, everything's relative. And, uh, the one thing that I find that's not relative, which you can attest to is that the quality of your life is really, really good. When you feel great, everything else, everything else feels good. And, <laughs> and you have all kinds of, uh, um, you know, sort of positive, connection with whatever else you're doing. Uh, for example, I'm working in two startup companies now. I'm 81. I'm supposed to be, you know, pastured, but I've got two working with two startup companies, uh, you know, in, in different, different uh, technical areas. But yeah, I mean, I think that's just part of feeling great and enjoying, uh, you know, enjoying life. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's, it's just proof of I think resistance training, taking care of your health and everything like it, this is the fountain of youth. Like most people have always, even when I, I knew you in your sixties, most people never assumed you were in your sixties. When you turn 70, like you're kidding me. Then you turn okay. 80 and they're like, come on now. It's <laughs> so looking good, looking lean, looking strong. And then they see you lifting. Like you yeah. turn head, turn heads in the gym, seeing what you can oh, yeah. lift. 
Yeah, there's some, I have one hilarious story about that where I was just visiting a gym in, in uh, Lawrence, Kansas, <laughs> and some woman starts yelling at the, at the gym owner, there's an old man over there who's going to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> People just have they just have no no clue they just assume clue no clue if you're 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 at you're over 80 you're supposed to be frail and you gotta take it easy go lift those soup cans and all that you know, don't want to yeah. hurt yourself don't want to hurt yourself no no uh, anyway so but, I, uh, I, I'm I'm curious how like so how has your training evolved over the years especially like over 50. Mm-hmm. Then when you get 60, 70, 80, have, have things changed much uh, during the past few decades? Yeah, actually, it's sort of morphed partly by, um, you know, I, you know in, the, in my 50s, I was, you know, heavily focused on powerlifting. And but I was also traveling a lot internationally. So it, it meant that um, I was grabbing a workout wherever I could <laughs> in whatever time zone I could. Uh, and uh then in my 60s, uh, you know, I was still focused on powerlifting, but my whole career, my whole life, I've, I've done running because I like to run. <laughs> I, I competed as a runner and, uh, you know, so I did that too. Uh, so you, I guess the, the word back then was cross training. Now, now they've got, you know, whatever other the terminology is. But yeah, aerobics is really critical and really important to your you know, to your fitness and how you feel. But yeah, gradually what I've gone to is, um, I think I was one of the first people in the U.S. to to buy kettlebells from this crazy Russian, Pavel. Uh, This was back, oh, it's got to be over 20 years ago when he first came to the U.S. And uh, I started using them and boy, have they been a a special, you know, a special ingredient, no back pain, no shoulder pain, no uh, any of the limitation types of pain or restriction that I find so many of my age peers and much younger seem to encounter. Um, in fact, I was talking with a, I forget who it was a couple of days ago. It was, they're in their 40s and they says, well, what do you do for a bad back? <laughs> well, <laughs> you work on your core for one thing. And uh uh, if there's anything that'll blast your core, it's um, it's kettlebells. The other thing that I mentioned to you, I think, when we were just talking on the phone, um, you know, a week or so ago. Now I've gone back to Olympic lifting. You know, <laughs> okay, this, and I use the techniques that I used when I was competing in Olympic lifting back in the 50s and 60s, early 60s. That's my not my age, but the year (laughs) yeah and um so um but what i find is that it it just sort of gives me a nice change of pace and and boy is it is it a body blaster you uh you know any one of those lifts you're going to use 70 to 80 percent of the muscles in your body each time each uh you know each lift (laughs) so uh but um so so very it's functional. Again, you're, you're, you, totally you want to live like strength, strength is your greatest asset, but mobility is incredibly important. Uh, just mm-hmm. overall functionality. So um, yeah, coming up with your own kind of hybrid approach to right. training right. overall, taking, taking all kinds of movements, whether it's from powerlifting, Olympic lifting, 
bodybuilding, right. kind of right. morphing, morphing it all together in a way that just suits you where you're at, allows you to feel your best, look your best and, and just function through everyday life uh, at your right. fullest. Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I've, uh, I've picked up a lot of bodybuilding stuff from you. I mean, and again, it's just sort of like, oh, well, that looks like a cool, cool move. I'll try that one, you know, and so, you know, I'll do it for a month or something like that. You know, and again, it just becomes part of the toolbox. <laughs> you know, and I'll go back. See, there's only so many things you can do in a workout. <laughs> so um, I, I, I love it, man. And it's this. see, here you are. 81 years young and just so still playful with this lifestyle. Like, like when I'm telling, I'm telling these guys over 40, I mean, this is, it's a lifelong thing and we continue to learn and we can continue to grow in many different ways. But the the goal is to always, just always have fun with the training. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, again, I think, uh, I saw you out on your paddle boat the other day and I thought, geez, I wish I could do that. <laughs> well, I can't because there's no place, you know, handy where I can put a paddle boat in. But, uh, uh, you know, it's this idea that that physicality is fun. It really is fun. <laughs> and yeah. uh, once you know, I think there are so many people that um, are my age and much younger that basically they endure their their body rather than enjoy it um constant you know i mean i'm 81 i don't take a single prescription drug don't have to um my uh, my vital signs as you call them are all within normal range which is pretty unusual even for somebody in their 40s but again just the, the lifestyle and uh the way i you know work out and eat and take care of myself you know i think means that, you know, I can kind of hang on to this package for uh, a long time. <laughs> so. Exactly. It's the best preventative medicine. That's the first thing that came to mind was when someone approaches you, like, how, how do you, what do you do for a bad back? And the, the best thing is like, prevent it from happening. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like you said, yeah. strengthen your core, do things that can kind of reduce those risks of injuries sure. happening. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, and again, you can you can you think about rehab as part of your life. Um, you know, I mean, you get injured, as you know, you you wind up doing some rehabilitation work, and you know, you get back to where you were before, occasionally better. And, you know, sometimes yeah. not right, but um, yeah, yeah, you can't you can't go through decades of training like this without some <laughs> little niggles and pains and little minor exactly. injuries here and there that you have to work through, and even that is an education experience. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. And again, it's it's all it's all really valuable, and ha- and again, getting the most out of your life, because uh, the uh, <laughs> I think I was very impressed by some guy who one time told me he says, "Look, this life is not a rehearsal. This is it." <laughs> This is what you do. And this is the body you have to do it in. You don't get to change, swap it out, you know. <laughs> and I, I find so many people treat their treat their bods like like it's a junk car. Like when it when it gets totally beat up, you'll just go trade it in or <laughs> or drive it off a cliff somewhere or you know, 
go to the doctor and say, fix me. No, yeah. <laughs> doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you may want to, you buy a car and you say, I, I'm going to run this into the ground before getting a new one. You don't want to be running your body into the ground. It's no, you know, no, 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 no. You don't. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting. I, I encounter so many people who, um, you know, just by virtue of the fact that, um, you know, this is this is kind of a lifestyle I enjoy. I mean, granted, my my technical work takes me far afield. In fact, you would think it's completely the opposite. But I find a lot of the guys that I'm working with in these startup companies are, I mean, they're physical fitness, um, you know, fanatics. I mean, not fanatics. That's the wrong way to put it. But it's really, really important to them. And some of the guys in their 60s are still competing in some stuff, not the same thing I am. Um, and again, it, it's they regard it as part of their life. And it's a huge mental stimulation. Uh, yeah, just because, uh, uh, you know, just because you're uh, pretty cerebral in your work doesn't mean you can't be physical and, you know, other parts of your life and that they, they don't reinforce and build with e with each other. So anyway. Absolutely. Very good insights. Now, what's this past like 18 months or so been like for you training at home? Um, have you find found it difficult to stay motivated? Have you altered your training at all? Uh, what's your experience been like? Well, okay, when, it, when we first hit the lockdown, um, I have my own set of kettlebells and a chinning bar and some other, you know, apparatus that, you know, I can use for home gym. So all of a sudden, I had to rely on them exclusively. Well, number one, I love to do kettlebell stuff. So I just started using or doing different moves than I'd been, you know, when, when I'm doing power training, you've only got so much so much gas so <laughs> you know you can't do everything once so I, you know i built the uh, the workouts i did around kettlebells and then you know pull-ups and variations on pull-ups and uh, um you know ab wheel and all these things that kind of um are are at your you know you can tuck them all in a box except for the kettlebells <laughs> and there, there were, you know, all this different balancing things. You know, there was so many things you could do. Yeah, gymnastics uh, moves. And yeah, so that was sort of my go-to for the last 18 months. Then the gym started opening up again. And I, you know, went back and started started doing, you know, squats and other things. You know, barbell, barbell work that I hadn't been able to do for, I think it was like, no, it was probably about a, about a year and that then the gyms closed again. <laughs> so I went out and bought my own seven foot Olympic bar and I trained in my carport, by the way. Um, and I put it, put everything back in the little, uh, you know, utility shed in the carport. And, you know, so everything fits neatly in this small space, but, you know, I just bought some bumper plates and, you know, so I'm doing Olympic lifting in the carport now. Um, I have free membership at a couple of gyms, but and not not that inclined to go to them now, just because it's an expedition as opposed to change clothes and walk down to the carport. So, um, exactly, exactly. I just want to touch on like the Olympic lifting once again. There, so you mentioned you got your Olympic bar, you got the the bumper plates there. So when you're looking at man, it's been a little while since I've done Olympic lifting. You're 
how do you start off with getting back into it? I know me personally, I know you didn't like, I'm going to go try to lift what I did last time. I did Olympic <laughs> lifting. Uh, what's your approach? <laughs> well, okay. My approach, which is interesting, which is the way that um, most of the Soviet teams trained is you start with a broomstick, no weight at all. And you practice the, the movements with no weight. Use, I use a, you know, just a, a wooden dowel, um, so I don't have to deal with whatever's on the end of the broomstick. Um, and, you know, perf I won't say perfect, but get the, the movement down with no weight. And the advantage of that is if there's a part of it where you're kind of out of sync, like say you've got your elbows in the wrong position or something like that, you, you can do it, you can do it in stop motion and get your elbows in the right place. What you're doing is you're training your brain to do this movement. And when you can do the movement uh, pretty well, then start doing it with very light weights. Uh, I started with just the bar. Um, and uh, gradually you use this kind of back and forth between the, the empty bar and the or, or no weight at all. And you gradually add weight and move up. I start up using sets of five or sets of two. Um, you know, if you start going over that, over five or over two, really, when you're doing snatch and stuff like that, then your form goes to hell and you're really doing more damage than your, than your, uh, you know, do a lot of sets. 10 sets of two is, <laughs> it's better than, uh, you know, uh, two sets of 10, so, you know, with a snatch. So, right. But yeah, it, it's, uh, I just use the sort of the very careful training process that um, that I learned back in the 1950s uh, and 60s. Uh, the old Bob Hoffman York barbell thing. I, I had the great uh, good fortune to train with one of the all-time great uh, Olympic lifting coaches, Pat O'Shea, who's something of, who's a legend, really in in uh, weight coaching circles. He's he's deceased now, but um, he was my coach at Michigan State <laughs> and uh, boy did I learn I mean I'm still learning stuff from his uh, the notes I have and the and the books he wrote later um, but again it, it's uh, yeah starting really light and getting the movement down first is critical for any of those quick lifts and uh, yeah so yeah, I, I, I think that's a great lesson across the board for all movements to to not focus so much on the load, but focus on technique and form. Right. And it's it's always the most important thing to build that foundation. It's always something that you can continue to improve upon as well, um, especially when it comes to efficiency and all of that. Yep. Let's let's shift gears to nutrition. And I especially want to talk about like I often hear from clients and some of my fellow bros who are over 60, over 70, their appetite tends to decrease a little bit. They're not eating as much as they used to. They're just not as hungry. Have you experienced that yourself? Is it like a natural thing or um, just curious to hear, hear what your experiences are with that? You know, I don't know if it decreases naturally or not, but my, my appetite is, is uh, pretty um, I guess relatively low compared to what it was in my twenties. Um, you know, and, um, but I'm really comfortable with it. Um, when I went, when I decided a couple of years ago to drop down to 160 
three or whatever, whatever, you know, I wound up at 157. I just sort of followed your program of, of okay, figure out how many calories you're going to need and how many, the, you know, the macros and all that stuff, and then just keep a journal. And so I did that quite religiously. And uh, I found when I had gotten down there that, that I never really got super hungry again. And I sort of, you know, being introspective, <laughs> I think, why do you get hungry? A lot of times it has nothing to do with hunger. It has to do with boredom or, <laughs> or uh, um, just habit. Um, and um, I just, we're recording this thing. I, I had breakfast a little while ago with my late lady friend. And uh, anyway, I used to think, God, we used to have these giant um, lager breakfasts with, you know, two eggs and hash browns. I don't think I could eat the, finish that. <laughs> but I don't know whether it's because my appetite's diminished or just because I feel better eating an appropriate amount. And Exactly. Uh, and I, I think that's a lifestyle thing as well. I used to be the same. I used to be able to have very large meals, but uh, since shifting my approach and listening to my body and not realizing like, I don't feel so good when I have big meals uh, right. because, because I'm consuming eating just a satisfaction most of the time, whenever right. I do eat, eat above that point, I'm like, Whoa, like you really feel it more than yeah. normal. So yeah. it's just, it's lifestyle probably more than anything. And your habits. Yeah, but again, it's you did a, 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 a video on this a couple, I don't know whether weeks or months ago, but I remember you were saying, hey, when you overeat, you feel awful. And I said, oh, yeah, but but you tend when you're in the process of it, you tend not to think about, geez, do I want more? Do I really want this? Or am I just doing it because my hands are moving? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and feel like crap, and and you were talking about yeah, you go to bed and you have you know acid reflux, and uh, I think that probably it's a refinement of getting getting used to listening to your body and saying okay, this is this is what I want and I need, um, and you're not denying yourself anything. I mean, you you can have stuff, but you you wind up making choices that are um, much better for you. And it often struck me that people, when they talk about dieting, they say, I'm on a diet, like there's this force outside that's telling me what I can and can't do. So that as soon as the diet's over, okay, Katie, bar the door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not, hey, I choose to do this. Yeah, I mean, what, hey, the last time you and I were together, which was before COVID, um, yeah, we just go out and we, we eat what we choose. Yeah, and it's us making the choice, not this outside force. Uh, and that really is what you call lifestyle. It's just, you know, you listen to your body and you uh, appreciate what you're, uh, what you're experiencing at the moment. So uh, exactly. The, the taste and, uh, you know, when you're shoveling it in, you can hardly taste anything. <laughs> 100 percent. yeah most people don't take the time to chew which is where that's the most important part of our digestion process is is chewing our food and we just like chew it a couple times and swallow a big chunk of it rather than really <laughs> you don't choke chew, yeah <laughs> exactly chewing it and savoring it uh, that's yeah. just just solid advice all around and think 
for, for our fellow bros listening to this podcast, really realizing the value in experience. It's, it's one thing like education through books and all that, but just hearing your heightened sense of awareness, your willingness to experiment with so many different approaches um, and just continuing to formulate different plans that just suit you best in this moment. Just like experience is the greatest teacher and having that heightened sense of awareness, a playfulness with this lifestyle is, is absolutely key. So one thing I'd like to, in closing here, just kind of what's at 81 years young, I guess, what would you tell your younger self or what kind of advice do you have for us younger bros who are maybe in our forties or fifties, um, just in regards to this overall, uh, lifestyle? Oh, well, you know, I guess enjoy the journey. I mean, it really enjoy it. And as you said a few moments ago, savor it. Um, because you will never have any, you won't have five minutes of yesterday ever. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, all of this, uh, all of this experience is special. Uh, and it, you're only going to get to have it once. But you can have a great time experiencing as you as you go. Um, I think that um, looking good is just part of this whole package of feeling good, uh, living your, you know, being at your best. Um, when I say be at your best, I mean I've got you know mental, uh, you know, kinds of ideas as well. Too, you know, like I'm working in certain areas of computer science and mathematics that didn't even exist when I was going to grad school. <laughs> and I love it. It's exciting. It's fun. And uh, just like working out is fun. Just like eating, you know, eating right is fun. It's joyful. So, you know, and that's, that's the thing you, I think you've obviously cultivated. And I think that's the message that a lot of people who you know, follow your, your teachings ought to embrace. Hey, have fun as you go. And, uh, you know, I, yeah, the other, the other aspect of is I noticed that, uh, well, I don't, I don't drink anymore. <laughs> I probably haven't for 20 years. Um, things that sort of tend to cloud your judgment or mess you up in terms of your decision-making are, are definitely not things you want to carry forward very long. Um, when I stopped going to Russia on business, I stopped drinking because I thought I was a pretty good drinker before. And then I met the pros. <laughs> There's a reason life expectancy in Russia was 55 for men when I was going there. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I mean, that's a long winded uh, wind down to the question you asked. But hey. Oh, it's it's fantastic. It's it's real. It's raw. And, and it is. It's about enjoying the journey. And I think like what you do is sharing your experiences with others and teaching what you've learned. Uh, it's great to see so many people who are eager to, to learn from you. I have learned a great deal from you. Uh, and you're a fantastic writer as well. Your website, Midlife Hard Body, uh, you've, your, you, your weekly emails that you send out are incredibly informative. Your books that people can find on Amazon, Powerlifting Over 50 being one of the top sellers there. Uh, just incredible. I think you have a great way of providing instruction, especially when it comes to the big movements of powerlifting and why 
powerlifting movements are, are benefit. Like I think a lot of people over 50 think why I shouldn't be lifting heavy stuff right now. That's at greater risk. But when you learn how to do these movements properly, right. It, right. Huge difference yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it, it's uh, yeah. Well, th thanks for the compliment, man. I mean, I, <laughs> it's, I've learned a ton off you and the time we've, we've been uh, friends and, you know, colleagues and, you know, Scott coaches me on the business aspects <laughs> of, of online marketing and so forth. And, uh, um, but yeah, this is, uh, this, this is something special. Uh, this is an, you know, I, I regard being fit as an opportunity that life presents to you and boy, take advantage of it. <laughs> I advantage. love it, man. I uh, love it. And just, just never, never stop learning and growing in all areas mm. just just growth is is never ending you're not slowing down i think that's that and it, it mm. is a big part of the fountain of youth as well so taking Absolutely. care of your body and your mind yeah yeah because if you don't if you don't take care of both of them then guess what <laughs> you know somebody's the, the inevitable decline well, yeah, as Satchel Page used to say, yeah, you got to keep moving because there's something trying to catch up from you, catch you from behind. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Well, brother, as always, it's fantastic talking with you. I am certain that people are going to be fired up uh, listening to today's podcast, and I'm looking forward to hearing the comments down below. So if you enjoyed this episode of the Jacked After 40 podcast, please do us a favor and smash that thumbs up button as well as drop a comment down below to, to share your feedback and insights from, from today's episode. And if you know a fellow bro who would benefit from listening to today's episode, especially those bros who are not only over 40, but over 50, 60, 70, 80, thinking anyone yeah. who thinks that you can't be 80 and continuing to, to make progress and live in this life, share this episode with them. It's yeah, never yeah. too oh, late. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> hey, thanks, God. Appreciate it. It's always great working with you. So, and all yeah, right, my man. Thanks to talk with you, man. So, all right. Have a good day. Thanks a lot, man. Take care.